uh, started the podcast and I realized my microphone was about a meter away from me. So, <laughs> uh, welcome to Crypto with Cash cast episode number 11. Uh, that was a bad start. Hello, Cash. How are you doing? I'm all good. How are you? I'm okay. I feel like I don't need to introduce you properly anymore because the masses know who you are now. You're famous. <laughs> we've been in, we've been doing this for a while now, yeah? Yeah, 11, 11 times, apparently. <laughs> Uh, you look very smart. Have you had a haircut or something? Uh, no, I've I've like tied my hair back. Yeah, and I've I've trimmed my beard up a bit. Yeah. Um, over good. lockdown, I started like trimming my own beard, and I've gotten quite good at it now, if I do say so myself. Yeah, you look. My, one of my, one of my friends. This is what you do when you're 34 years old. I went over to my friend's house, and he he got his beard trimming kit out and showed me. Yeah. He was very proud of his beard trimming kit. He's yeah, there's there's loads of fancy ones out there. Um, I've been through quite a few myself. Uh, funnily enough, I settled on one that wasn't even the most expensive one, which is which is great. <laughs> yeah, the underdog. Yeah, yeah. So you're not. We're not sponsored by a VR company this week. We're sponsored by a, a beard trimming. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's just get as many sponsors as we can, really. Yeah. Well, in reality, we have no sponsors. So if anyone wants to sponsor <laughs> us, you know, the local fish and chip shop, whatever. <laughs> Anything. Um, <laughs> We've got two two things we're going to do this episode. One is we're going to talk about a hack because uh, a large exchange was either hacked or had some problems. I'll ask you about that in a minute. And the other one, I just wanted to ask you, Cash, your top five sort of people you follow or look up to or look to for advice in the crypto space. So we'll maybe talk about the hack first yeah, and then talk about your top five people. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. Uh, yeah, let's pretend we didn't just discuss this five minutes ago. Oh, no, that sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Um, okay, so this hack, it's yeah. what's happened? Because I only saw head. So it's a developing um, issue uh, at the moment. And what's happened is apparently, so one of the wallets associated with, with uh, crypto.com, which is an exchange and a wallet, you know, uh, software, um, apparently there's been signs of a breach where funds have been you know, getting removed from the, the the wallet address. And what's been happening is that these funds have been sent into like uh, Tumblr services like Tornado Cash, where essentially it's a way for you to um, add a certain level of privacy to your transactions mm -hmm. to hide or, uh, you know, stop people from being able to trace your transactions. It stops so it, that, that trail, doesn't it? So it like mixes Yeah, essentially it removes the paper trail. Um, a lot yeah. of people think that cryptocurrencies are completely anonymous but there are ways that and there are very sophisticated programs out there now that add labels to every well mo, uh, many wallets out there um, and the people use these services these tumblr services to essentially prevent people from being able to track what they're doing with the money and considering that you know these these funds have been stolen of course there's going to be authorities chasing them and this is their yeah. way of avoiding that from happening so just to highlight the exchange, it's crypto.com. And if people aren't familiar with it, it's, it's it's a massive exchange, isn't it? It's not maybe not as big as Coinbase or Binance or as well known. Yeah, but... it's not it's not um, as big as those those ones, but it is definitely up there. If I'm not mistaken, I think they recently bought out the uh, Staples Corner Stadium, which is which is huge. Yeah, um, they've done very well this this past 12 months. Yeah, they've been um, on like an advertising tear for yeah, like over a absolutely. year. Absolutely. Um, I think they even had Matt Damon in one of their... their yeah, they did actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in their marketing videos, which is quite interesting to see. 
But unfortunately, yeah, this it goes back to why we always say try to avoid keeping your money on exchanges. If you have a significant amount, um, then perhaps consider storing them in your own private wallet, in a personal wallet, or best thing of all is probably uh, a hardware wallet. Mm. I guess the conflict there is like the reason people wanted to keep money on crypto.com is because they offered like high yields on uh, like... Exactly. That's the thing. You have to weigh up your options in that in, yeah. in that case. Like when you do keep on these exchanges, they offer you staking rewards for some of the coins. And if you are going to hold for the long term, then it would make sense for you to just keep on the exchanges and earn some extra interest on, on the side. But of course, keeping it on the exchange comes with these sort of risks. I think in this case in particular, the um, the company, the CEO just tweeted earlier how they have reimbursed everyone's um, losses. But there have been incidences in the past where, you know, money has gone missing and or money has been stolen and exchanges are, have simply just refused to reimburse losses. Yeah, you reminded me of like the classic one the other day or the original one, I guess, which was Mount, yeah. Mount Gox, which... When I was reading on Wikipedia, it lost like eight hundred and fifty thousand something. Bitcoin. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, and to this day, people have yeah. still not received their their you know holdings. Yeah. Yeah, which is billions and billions worth of dollars of. Yeah, uh, which wasn't that much at the time, of course. Yeah, only only like uh, what was it like four hundred and fifty million only. Only. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So that, it's good that they. It sounds like they're trying to reimburse people yeah um but yeah like you said it's a good reminder of like if you are leaving uh your crypto on an exchange you're you're trusting that exchange uh with your money yeah essentially um okay well then we'll move on to the next thing on our agenda today don't want yeah. to say anything like that um i thought it'd be interesting just to find out the people you look to because there's a lot of people in the crypto cash community that look to you for advice and your research on the on the portfolio coins and just you know when the markets are going up and down your advice on what to do um who do you look to it doesn't have to be you know like for crypto recommendations it could be for anything just people in the crypto space that you follow and maybe you think it would be good for other people to be aware of yeah i think it's an important question to ask because you know if you search bitcoin on on youtube or just search crypto on youtube you'll see yeah. hundreds of content creators all making that classic youtube face where like they're screaming or uh, making the yeah. shock face trying I to literally get i literally just wrote something about this yeah. <laughs> and i had a picture of somebody's face yeah it's the same like, thing screaming. every <laughs> single time and it's just like it, it does really get boring and i try to avoid those sort of people because essentially what they're doing is they're just using these faces uh, uh, and clickbait titles to attract users to their to their channel. They're not really providing that sort of analysis or relevant information that perhaps is important to maneuver these markets. Mm. Um, so I try to avoid those. Of course, there are good YouTubers out there with with that that do provide a lot of information, but they're harder to come by because you know the way the algorithm works is that they 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 reward users. Unfortunately, that do make these clickbait titles and do use these, you know, strange looking um, thumbnails. Mm. Uh, but when it comes to Twitter, there are quite a few people that I follow. I try not to, you know, follow people with the same sort of uh, mindset that I do, okay. uh, that I have when it comes to crypto. I don't want to be in a sort of, you know, echo chamber yeah. uh, where it just confirms the, 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 the perhaps the bias that I have towards crypto, which is, 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 is a booming industry and it's only going to get bigger. 
that's interesting so before you start talking about the people like what so what kind of stuff do you try and expose yourself to that are like that that kind of challenges your own views on so for example there are there are maximalists there are people who are perhaps bitcoin maximalists who believe only believe in bitcoin and believe that every single other crypto is a is a complete and utter scam even ethereum for example mm. not realizing that perhaps again this might be my biases creeping in but not realizing that perhaps it were not for all these other cryptos then crypto would not be as big as it is today you know no one really talks about Bitcoin as much anymore. They're always talking about the next meme coin or the next mm. metaverse project or the next NFT project. And were it not for these other cryptocurrencies, then this whole industry would not be where it is today. That's that's what I believe. Yeah, um, you just have to look at the market caps of the different sectors and the different, like the market cap of Ethereum. Like none of it's as big as Bitcoin, but yeah, it's not Bitcoin, small. Bitcoin is by, by far the largest cryptocurrency, but its dominance as an overall percentage of the whole market is has been dropping considerably um, over the past few years which is natural because there's as more cryptocurrencies come out they're going to take more market share away from bitcoin um but i'll start with the ones that i do like um so sam bankman fried is someone I've, I've talked about quite a lot he's involved with many crypto projects um he's done very well for himself within the last few years He's managed to accumulate, you know, billions. I think he's now worth over $23, $24 billion, mm. which is an immense amount of uh, wealth to accumulate in just such a uh, short period of time. Maybe he's... he was behind Mount Gox. This is all adding up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know what's funny enough? I don't even think he was involved in crypto back then. So he, oh, really? he joined apparently sometime during 2017, if I'm not mistaken. That is crazy then because 2014, you know, that's 2014 is not that long ago. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so apparently the way I understand it was Sam Bankman Freed was actually involved in the traditional markets and then he transitioned and moved over to crypto and he found a way to essentially not exploit but take advantage of inefficiencies within the market. So he realized that, okay, Bitcoin is trading at this price in the US, for example, but in South Korea is trading much higher for whatever reason, perhaps yeah. due to difficulties in in, um, in getting money exchanged over to the, the currency there. So he found a way to set up banks and accounts, um, you know, obviously all legally, and he made a lot of money through there. And then he started working with, uh, you know, projects within crypto. And he was quite early in Solana, uh, which is an ecosystem and blockchain that I'm very um, I'm bullish on, to be honest, because it's you know it's very fast it's very cheap to use and the quality of projects that are building on there now is just um, incredible and he's he's heads a couple of uh cryptocurrency projects and tokens doesn't he yeah so he's the ceo of ftx um you know ftx is an up-and-coming exchange that's been doing very well i think they just launched a two billion dollar fund um did they announce it just a, a couple of days ago i'm just i'm just numb to all, all these money numbers now it's just like exactly in crypto billions of dollars are thrown around like it's nothing and yeah. them announcing that is is very very it's still very significant um i think it's the largest um fund that's been announced in the space so far um so yeah they're doing very well um he's also involved i think he was the ceo of alameda research which is also a trading firm Apparently they do over a billion dollars of volume per day, which is incredible. Um, right, yeah. 
and they've been doing very well. They invest in um, crypto startups as well. So yeah, he's all over the place and he's been doing very well. Um, and what and what do you look to him for? Like when you do, you just like to keep track of what he's up to, the latest yeah, projects. Keep, keep track of what he's up to and what what sort of projects he's in, investing in. Um, he announced recently that he believes this year um, is going to be big for Ethereum alternative projects such as Solana and Avalanche. So it's interesting to look at these projects when when you see these people speaking so positively about a certain project. It goes to it says a lot. One, of course, they may have vested interests in mm. in these projects, and two, it's because they have access to the best data, the best teams, and if they are, you know, bullish on certain project projects, and it says a lot. Okay, cool. So he's number one on the list, then. Oh uh, yeah, he, he's one of my favorites, and I, I really like uh, the fact that, for example, FTX they donate one percent of all their profits to charity. They've done they've donated a lot of money to charity, which is always nice. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, the next one is CZ, the CEO of Binance. Right. Okay, that's um, interesting. Yeah. So many people have said that he's arguably one, the richest person in crypto, and if not the world. Um, you know, due to the nature of cryptocurrencies, it's very difficult to tell exactly who owns what crypto assets. Just tweet him and ask. Just <laughs> uh, in a in a recent interview, it was revealed that um, he has. His, I think his, his stakes in the companies that he's invested in is worth around $96 billion. So his net worth, according to Forbes, is $96 billion. And that doesn't even include his personal crypto holdings. Yeah. He's been in crypto, I think, since 2013. Um, so the, 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 the real number is probably a lot, lot higher, you know. Yeah, I'm writing a new guide and I was going to sell it for like 20, 30 quid. I'm thinking that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell it for a few couple hundred grand and then I'll yeah. catch up with him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and considering the fact that, you know, Binance is the largest crypto exchange, they receive more volume than any other exchange out there. And he's making a certain percentage of every yeah. trade that happens. The the real numbers are probably much, much higher. He's, I'd say, like, uh, he also Binance has kind of, uh, it's been in the news a lot. It's had some bad press around certain different things. My sort of, I guess, what would you call it? Like, my impression of it is maybe a bit negative i'm not sure why maybe it's just the accumulation of headlines and stuff so is so yeah like so it's interesting you've picked him do you know what i mean like so what what do you look to him for like is it again is it for his insights into the space his insights into projects it's also interesting to see what sort of projects get added onto binance of course right. they have like a very rigorous screening process before they add projects on there of course there are always going to be pro uh, ones that are perhaps the you know the general perception may be that you know these aren't quality projects that they add but generally speaking they do have a very you know strict screening process so the ones that do get added um that perhaps there's an idea that you know they have potential so it's worth looking into those projects yeah um so, and and just generally speaking i have a lot of respect for for him considering what he's done for the you know for the space if it weren't for binance again i would i don't believe we would be where we are today um, the features that they offer just far exceed those which are offered from the competition. You know, and there's a reason why Binance is number one. It's because they get the most volume. And the the features that they offer, the staking rewards they offer, mm. um, it's far better than anywhere. I else. guess ne yeah, next to Coinbase, it's the most sort of ease of use kind of setting up an account. It's what people are yeah. used to kind of to start exactly. investing in something.
Um, and I think the reason Coinbase has started adding more cryptocurrencies now, I think they added more cryptocurrencies in 2021 than they did in the three years prior, um, is, is to compete, you know, with the likes of Binance. Yeah, I mean, we see that with your crypto cash portfolio recommendations, like you always list where people can buy the cryptos. Yeah. And I think all of them, or every single one, I would say, is on, is on Binance yeah. because it offers such a uh, diverse range of like cryptos. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so he's number two. Number three. Uh, number three, a uh, person that I like who's been involved in crypto, I think ma many people would know him, someone called Kobe. So he used to be uh, called Crypto Cobain, but now he's changed his name to just Kobe. Right. Okay. Um, I think he was very, very early into crypto. And uh, he's just very good. Like he, he writes these um, articles on what he believes the narratives are going to be in the next, you know, quarter or the next upcoming year. That's interesting. And, yeah, and what, what when you read his um, articles, you realize that you know he's a very intelligent person. He isn't someone who's just you know came into crypto and got lucky for just stumbling upon crypto early doors. He's someone who's who takes a very you know systemic approach to his investing um and everything is calculated and just the uh, the things that he tweets about and thinks about i just really enjoy reading his analysis so i think he's definitely one to um keep on the radio as well is it kind of big picture stuff like he's he's looking at like definitely. big things that are going to affect like the crypto space over the next year that kind of thing yeah definitely so he's uh, he's actively been involved with a number of projects which have also done very well uh, last I checked, Lido, which is the uh, staking Ethereum staking platform, yeah, um, has over twelve billion dollars worth of Ethereum staked on the platform. They've also added functionality for Solana, for example, and I think Avalanche is coming soon as well. Um, so yeah, he's done very well. Um, last I checked, I think he mentioned he's actually become a billionaire recently, um, which is also you know it's, it's highly commendable considering he came from essentially nothing, but for his research and analysis, he's managed to do very well for himself. Pod, podcast number one hundred, Cash, will be when you're announcing you're a billionaire. I can, I can see, see that. That's a, that's a that's a funny one because <laughs> I, I, mean, I have with thoughts you. when it comes to billionaires. Um, I, I haven't fully set my mind on what I think about it, but. At the end of the day, it's an achievement, you know. And we you should talk about that. We should. I reckon next time, if nothing uh, crazy has happened in the crypto news, we should talk about that because I think that'd be really interesting. Because I, I, I think, yeah, I think I would. You have thoughts about billionaires as well. Yeah, we've got we've got thoughts about billionaires, and we we can rant billionaires. about billionaires. Yeah, <laughs> let's have a word of them. <laughs> yeah, like let's dedicate an episode to just discussing that stuff because I think it is important. Like in the crypto space, you're just surrounded by money hungry and people, you know, money hungry yeah. information and headlines and people just like wanting financial freedom and stuff. I think that would make an interesting. And we've talked about this in the uh, Telegram group actually. Like yeah. When we've we've posted pictures of um, visualizing what a million is and what a billion is and mm. what multiple multiple billions look like um i think human the human brain finds it difficult to comprehend the difference between a million and a billion only not programmed yeah. to understand it that much but you you better understand it when you look at pictures you know only jeff bezos can taste the difference that's the between yeah. a million and a billion um yeah okay so that's i think we've done three have you got two more on your list of people um, the other two, 
uh, there's another person called Pentoshi or Pentosh, I think sometimes um, he refers to himself as. He's a very, very good trader, I would say. Um, he follows narratives and he's quick to pick up on certain narratives that come up in crypto. So as we have seen new narratives pop up from time to time, it could be NFTs, it could be the metaverse, it could be uh, layer two protocols, it could be you know Ethereum alternatives, mm. it could be decentralized finance, it could be stores of value. You know, he, he's very quick to pick up on these trends. And um, of course, he, he capitalizes on them by taking trades related to that. And he very publicly makes calls, which which is good to see because a lot of people out there only post their winnings. Mm. They never talk about their losses. But just the other day, he mentioned how he lost around one point something million, uh, which is nice to see. It shows integrity, you know, because there are, like I said, there are people out there who pretend they only make winnings and that's just unrealistic. But it's nice to see someone um, who that has integrity and yeah, has honesty when it comes to the things. He otherwise, does. it's just marketing, isn't it? Which Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which is, which is my job, um, but yeah, it can be bad. Yeah. No, but of course, there's good and bad. Um, yeah, you want to be transparent yeah. and show people exactly. know, the full picture. Um, and of course, another person I would say is Zhu Su. I hope I haven't butchered that name, but Zhu Su, um, he's the CEO of Three Arrows Capital, which is another hedge Yeah, you bring him quite, like, in, you've talked about him quite a lot in some of the, uh, some of the newsletters and stuff. Yeah. Um, so again, these are, I would say, superstars in the crypto space. Uh, again, they've been very early into a lot of projects that have done well, uh, such as Avalanche and another one that we've recently talked about, Mina. Um, Jusu has been actually an early investor in Mina, and he sees the potential that you know a project like that can have, because as we have seen, blockchains like Bitcoin and Ethereum are just getting bigger and um, when you come to download, you know, the, the entire block size, uh, the entire blockchain onto your mm -hmm. system, if you want to run your own node, it's going to take hours, if not days to download. Yeah. But projects like Mina, they take a matter of seconds to download and you can have a full node running on your computer, on your iPad, on your phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's a very interesting product there. And, you know, he's been investing heavily into these sort of alternative, Ethereum alternatives. He very publicly denounced his support for Ethereum, um, saying that, you know, it's become far too expensive for people to use, uh, only for him to go back on his words, like weeks later when the price dropped and said, okay, let me buy up now. Now the price has gone down. Um, but yeah, he's very so good. He's, he's using Twitter properly then. He's, you know, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. But at the same time, you could also say that perhaps he knew that the trend was down. So he thought, right. you know, let me sell now and buy back low, which is what you're meant to do as a trader, you know. Mm. But yeah, he's very good. He's also managed to accumulate a lot of wealth yeah. um, within the crypto space. I think last I checked, he had over $10 billion of assets under management, which is huge, you know, yeah. uh, but allows them to invest in so uh, and invest and support so many new crypto startups with very exciting use cases. So, yeah, I think just generally, I, I wish I could remember the names of some of them, but following crypto um, native investment firms like that can be a really good way to see um where where kind of institutional money is going because i think a lot of those firms it seems to me like they're investing on behalf of like institutional clients that maybe can't do it um yes because they're they're sort of stuck in traditional finance or whatever so yeah. seeing the po the portfolios that these guys have built 
uh, yeah, it's interesting to see what. Yeah, the people I mentioned are all crypto native. You know, they may have been, um, they may have started off from traditional finance and then move into crypto, but now they're you know strictly crypto native in the sense that they're doing all they can to benefit crypto and companies within this space. Uh, they're not like a <clears throat> You know traditional finance vc where they see the potential in crypto and they just like start chucking money in, not being able to even provide any sort of assistance or um advice to the projects involved yeah these, these projects these people live within crypto so they know what to talk about what things need improving so they can actually provide value to these companies they invest in yeah um can I add one person to the yeah, list? Yeah, of course. And it's maybe a very obvious person, but I find so the person is uh, Vitalik Buterin. I think he was on my uh, list as well, actually. Um, so yeah, the founder of Ethereum, and I think I've read like a few of his blog posts. Like he he posts uh, blog posts fairly regularly, and the thing that I really like about him is quite a lot of the blog posts I've read from him. Uh, he writes a lot about like the social element of finance and communities and cryptocurrency, which yeah. I think kind of in in some way flies in the face of the very individualistic nature that crypto can take on. You know, like we don't need trust between people because we have trust in in the technology. The technology uh, eradicates the need for trust between people, but. Some of the stuff he's written about like social crypto wallets i found really interesting you know instead of having to remember a seed phrase to secure your cryptocurrency in a wallet you just pick six friends or yeah um people you trust and they kind of secure your transactions for you you know like to move a large amount of money out of your wallet four of them would need to okay it and to me that i like that because it's like combining the the, the novel crypto um the novel crypto uh, technology with the reality of like yeah. being in a community and trusting people, but you're not having to trust one specific thing like a bank. You can choose like, I'm going to trust my two best mates, a, a bank as well, maybe another institution. But if the bank tries to screw me over, I'm not screwed over because I, you know, I, I have other people that are safeguarding yeah. my assets too. So like, and there's a few other things like crypto cities he wrote about. Uh, I kind of skim read that one because these blogs are really long. But like, yeah. I just I like that about the way he thinks about stuff. He doesn't seem to be too money orientated. Yeah, but, there's no denying that. Like, he, even if you see his pictures, he's he's, yeah. he's very <laughs> unique in the way he dresses. He has like a cartoon style watch. Um, he's I think he's worth over a billion dollars. He, um, but again, the the clothes he wears are not expensive at all. Um, and he definitely is focused on like you know furthering this this space more than anything else. He definitely is one of the most influential people in crypto. You know, um, he popularized smart contracts, and mm. the vast majority of the top one hundred projects are based on top of Ethereum. Yeah. Um, and he he was funny enough. He was on my list, but I was thinking, okay, let me let me go further down the 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 list than to post because the thing is, he he does tweet. A lot but he's not an active trader you know mm. i think when it comes to and he does focus mainly on ethereum projects but the crypto space is now more than ethereum which is why i went with perhaps the uh other yeah, ones yeah. i mentioned next time we'll do top 10 yeah top, top 20 top 100 yeah <laughs> we'll be here all day yeah I was just, <laughs> there is there's a really interesting interview with 
uh, him, Vitalik, and it's with I think he's called Is it Lex Friedman. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like a, it's probably like four hours or something. Yeah. So you probably put it on in the background, but it's literally just like a sit down conversation. But like all that, all those, uh, all that guy's interviews are really, really good. Yeah, he, uh, he's um, isn't he an MIT professor himself? Like I, I don't know. He wears he's, a suit. He's very intelligent as well. I like yeah. I, I like his podcast. Yeah, he's really like he's a great interviewer. I need to I need to uh, study him for this. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> next there, next time I'll there. have a suit on and I'll uh, I'll be asking you meaning of life style questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so thank you for taking us through your top five. Uh, I think it was interesting because I'd not heard of at least three of those. So I'm I'm going to go and look look up uh, more about them. What we'll do is we'll put uh, links to their Twitter profiles maybe in the description. Yeah. Uh, below the podcast. Um, we're coming up to half an hour, so I say thank you very much for your time, Cash. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, and again, your beard looks fantastic, and your hair. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and thank you to everyone who's been listening. And if you have any questions or topics or themes you want us to uh, talk about, just leave a comment uh, under the YouTube video or drop us a email or if you're part of crypto with cash you stick it in the telegram group or email us and we'll try and cover it uh, we appreciate if you subscribe if you want more of this stuff and you can leave us a like if you like, like comment, subscribe. yeah i don't think there's a dislike button on youtube anymore is there it's like I mean, why would you yeah they removed it i think it still exists but you can't see the count yeah that's a nightmare for that like crypto scam stuff because you can't see who you know, can't see like Actually, I've, I, yeah, I've been thinking about that. I know we we're about to end the, the podcast, but it is very annoying because I used to use that to gauge whether a video is a scam or not. Yeah. But now that that's been removed, it's very difficult to tell, you know. I guess you just got to look at ratio of like views to likes and have a guess. Like, yeah. But yeah, that's anyway. Yeah, nice note to finish on. YouTube yeah. is getting worse and, then, and we're uploading the podcast to it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, until next week, uh, thank you again, Cash, and I will close this down.